Okay, everybody. So believe it or not, we're all the way up on the sixth floor, but let's first review the floors that we've gotten to. And again, just so everybody should appreciate, we could just say the Kenyanic Torah until now have been Talmud, Shmias Ozen, Arifa Sasayim, Bina Salev, Yira, Simcha, Anava, Shimash Chachamim, Diktu Kaver, and Pupal Talmidim. That is when you see things disparate. Uh, our job in Torah, as much as we can, as much as the as we have, and as much training as we have, is those look for Klolim and to try to bring things together more where possible. Right? Lama Nikru, the earlier door is Sofrim, they're called Sofrim. Tosis brings Supshatim in Kedushin because they counted all the Osius of the Torah. They counted how many letters there were in the Torah, how many words there were in the Torah, and also because they made categories, time, shame, arba, etc. The Salvechik pointed out that that's what one has to do in his learning. You have to know as much Torah as possible, but not just to know how much Torah to make categories and to break things down. That's what we see Rabbein Aram Chal did in the 20, 26 amazing program of Mesil Sharm. And you say, like, be good and from, there's Rizus, there's the Hiris, there's the Archaka, there's the way to get close to things, etc. And that's how you work with things, and that's how you can develop more when you see the patterns and things and the categories and things. And Baruch Hashem, I was Ocha to see that, at least till now. We'll see how far the party goes. But I believe that it was something new, which I'd never seen before anybody do. Uh, I'm not saying there wasn't anybody did it, but I do feel it's a special Siat Shmaya so far that I could break it down and see that these aren't 10 or 12 separate things, but there's an order to it. Yesh Seder Lamishna. The first one, of course, being Talmud, without learning a lot, there's nothing to talk about. And then the idea is, once I've made that basic decision of Talmud, I put all my faculties to it. I reach the Sasayim, I'm using my lips, I'm using my ears, I'm using my lathes. And then Yer Shemayim, the basic Yer Shemayim. Yer Hashem, without Yer, the whole Torah falls apart. You don't know why you're learning, you don't know where you're learning. Like we said from Rabbi Lamb, you don't know where your Torah is headed. You're lost. You can be learning a lot, but without Yer Shemayim, it's... it's uh, it's Mutav Shalom Elisa sometimes and on all different levels. And the whole point of Torah is, the Torah is Ratzon Hashem. So if you're not in touch with his Ratzon, not in touch with his Malchus, you're lacking the whole thing. After that, that was the first floor, that was the first three floors, right? Talmud, floor one, basis, your faculties, floor two, your Shemayim, floor three. And that was the Chiddush of this time. I hadn't done it like that before. Then for floor, the fourth floor, was the Midas, which accompany Torah in a very central way, which is Simcha, maybe a surprise entry, and Anava, which is more talked about, as we discussed. And then we said those four floors were the basic first part of the building. And then we get the next part of the building is floor five, which is our Chachma relationships, that that's Ben Odom La'atzmo, if you will. A person himself has all those four floors, etc. But then now Chachma, this, 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 this journey is so great this mountain so big, this accomplishment so grand that you can't do it on your own. And it's so true. You can't. When I think about myself, where I would be without my Rebbeim, uh, to a lesser extent, but also true my friends, my Talmidim, and for me the Rebbeim was the most, to be honest, um, but but definitely the other relationships also, and some people goes the opposite, their Chavrus is the most important thing. Some would say, Talmidim, Yosemikulam. I think a lot of times people say, Talmidim, Yosemikulam, but they don't really know what they're saying. Really? You really learn more from your Talmidim than they learn from you? So you should start paying them the salary. Okay, that's a side point. You know, certainly if Shadim, Talmidim, Yosemikulam, but by me, it was, I was, by me, it was definitely Rebbeim, Yosemikulam, uh, with all the respect to my wonderful Talmidim over the years who I value and treasure. But it was definitely, I'm uh, thinking about, more about my Rebbeim than my Talmidim in terms of what I've learned. But the different types, you know, maybe I'm missing something. 
but said um, that's but either way right and now we're both now friends what we realized in the fifth floor what i hopped last week for hashem also part of Chachma is you keep going over things to get crisper and clearer right this year it got separated to its own floor and i realized that really the fifth floor is really one room called the kabbalah which is comes from the rebellion that we're talking about and the other then you have a suite with two rooms in the suite uh, i didn't use that in a sec last time but that the Pilpel Chaverim and the Diktuk Talmidim, excuse me, and Diktuk Chaverim, going back and forth with your Talmidim, and how, like the Marel says, helping, letting them show you things that you didn't see. Sometimes because you, because the Rav sees the whole picture, so he doesn't see all the little pieces, and he's not concerned with them. And then Talmud can ask, well, what about this? And the Diktuk Chaverim, the Talmidim going back and forth with you is the working out of the Chachma. And that was, that was the two rooms of the fifth floor. Which is the one, the Kabbalah Sachachma, and that's the process a person has to always be going through. And that's what was the challenge of the Kabbalah last week was was to think about, or the last two weeks has been to think about the, those relationships. How do you build the relationships? Talking and learning, inviting that, and, and 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 endearing and embracing those relationships. You know, I know for me, if I may, like you could hear the little bit of it. I know that for me, like my rebbeim are always in my head, and I wish I could spend more time with them. And sometimes I don't have chavrusas. I learn by myself most of the time. Uh, that's just how my life works out and I'm happy doing that and even sometimes it's like for me to have to learn someone else is a chore not just just not not because it's good for a lot of people without a chavrusa they're dead for me but for me the challenge sometimes you know to realize you know with a chavrusa you'll get things better and clearer and it's geschmack and do that you know and you know don't be antisocial. just joking but so and each of us has our own challenge some of us don't have rebellion in our life we do have chavrusas some of us who could have talmidim don't have talmidim and those are the three relations. But but what we broke down again, breaking it down is that we saw on the fifth floor, there are two really, two parts of the fifth floor. One is the Kabbalah Sachachma, which comes through Rebbeim Shemish Chacham, like we said from the Groff or Rabbi Yaakov Bilel, that you can work for years on a sugi and then you're with the Rebbe. It's like, this is how it is. Oh. And I want to say one more thing about that. And then the other part of the room is like working things out where it's not as clear. And in that, it's the Pilpal Talmidim, which helps you work things out. And it's the Diktuk the from the top which helps work it out i want to say one more thing i don't believe i said this just because it came to my mind and they say cabal from Lopian. if something comes to you when you're in the topic it's good to say it over so allow me this i remember i spoke to Vero gershavel one time i was open to learn uh from him for a few years i learned many great things from him the head of the or kirov uh, operation and he said that he was, uh, I remember the name of the person, I won't say it obviously, but the way he said the story, and I'll say the way I remember him saying it, was there's a person he was dealing with, which was obviously in like pure Tamil Chacham level, was on a bigger bigger Tamil Chacham than he was. Everybody has someone who's a bigger Tamil Chacham than him. But because he said that he saw, and he was talking about in the more inner dimensions of the Torah, he saw that because of his relationship with Moshe Shapiro, there were many, many questions, many sugis that were worked out that this person who was objectively uh, maybe had a higher IQ and and was you know more uh, more a big new more sound bites of of Torah, but the things that weren't clear to that and Gershavelt had the upper hand in their conversations as such through his relationship to the great Ramon Shapiro. And that's really what you that that's really if you want to know what Shimish Khachamam is and having Rebbeim on that level, that's the point, is that that they've been gone through the lot of the Chachm already and worked it out. No, this is like I'm telling you, Lamashal, right? You could be learning some sugi in Shas or in life, right? What is marriage all about? 
I'm telling you, marriage is all about this. You know, he wants respect. She wants love. Right now, if you trust the Rebbe, I'm just saying that, choosing that, then that will that will be you, right? And you can work with your friends and work, you know, work around, read books, and they're saying, well, maybe this, maybe that. No, but the Rebbe told me like this, and now you have guidance in how to run a marriage. And so, to of course, in Darche Chachma, right? This is the point of Torah. This is where it's out. This is this, so you, this is that, so you. And he's someone who's gone through so much of the, of the, of the, topic already gotten clear so then you work with his statements and his things i'll give you one more story of that and then of course we'll get back to our, our sixth floor because really we're about the sixth floor today and it says rukhaim velajner had a student that rukhaim velajner used to tell him stories and the talmud used to bother him like why is he telling me stories and the great rukhaim velajner you know the rashiv of kleistral the gra uh, the gra's greatest talmud arguably and certainly the one who brought the girl most into the world through creating the modern yeshiva movement. He's telling me stories? Like, what was that about? And only when he learned Kabbalah, you know, later, that things he, there are many things he only understood through the stories that Rukhaim Velazhner. So on the outside, Rukhaim was just telling him stories. On the inside, he was giving him the Darche Chachma. And that's that's what, that's in a very big way, right? Sometimes people get Darche Halimut from a Rebbe, but also Darche Halimut is that also, right? So, right? This is how to, this is how you should focus yourself in the Sugi and not on that. And, and this is the questions to ask and not those. And here's where it's at and not that. That's that's really a lot what Rebbeim gave us. Okay, so that was the fifth floor, Bar Hashem, and we broke the fifth floor into the the big room of and the suite, which had two rooms of working out the Chachma, going further and working it out and breaking it down and fighting and battling. That was the, that was the Pilpul Talmidim and the Dikta Chaber. What's on the sixth floor after all this? Well, what's next on the list? What's next on the list is Yishuv. Like we say, Yishuv Adas. Let's try to define this. Let's understand why it's so important. And I want to explain why I feel it's a floor of its own. So the Maral says, and this is a kid to the Maral, Yishav Hadas, Yishav Hadas, being calm, composed thinking, balanced thinking, mental calmness. That's what you say when the person is like, the person has Yishav Hadas. Just for those, and I realize sometimes I use terms people don't use it. I introduced the Mashkiach in the Yeshiva, and then someone said to me, oh, He's the one who like answers halachi questions, and I realized <laughs> I made a mistake. Of course, guys know what a mashgiach is. No, they don't. Mashgiach is someone who answers halachi questions. So that was a that was a mistake on my part. So let's try to define a little bit what yishev adas means. A person says like, I need yishev adas. Like these, have something on my. I just lost a lot of money. I can't focus on the sugya. I don't have yishev adas. Someone upset me very much. I had a fight with someone. I don't have yishev adas. I'm not calm. I'm not composed. I'm not, I don't have that mental space, that focus, the equanimity um, to, to delve into Chachma. So that's what, that's what the Maral says, Yishev Adas is. And then listen to his words. Without that, you just can't learn, right? The Medrash Shmuel, we're going to go more of the Maral's shot. I just want to hear the Medrash Shmuel says that Yishev means a person doesn't answer questions until he's Mishyashiv. You make sure before you answer someone, that you get it. Sometimes uh, I'm not a post so I don't have that um, uh, conflict so much, but sometimes someone asks you a question, you want to answer the question right away. Whoa, 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 whoa. You have all the situations, calm, wait, slow, messiness, right? But but let's work with the Maral. Let's learn Yishuvah as Yishuvah, that's Medrash Monothi, is that far from the Maral? Different, different side of the picture, but let's go to the Maral. 
Yishavadas, right? Calmness, composed, equanimity, composed, balanced thinking, mental calmness. Now, what's so important about that? Well, think about it. We're going to try to build this up a little. You can have all everything needed, drive, abilities, life situations, everything, all the ducks are lined up for you. But he can't calm himself down. No zitzfleisch. And it'll be incredibly hard for this person to get anywhere. He has a rutzon like no other. We ask him, what do you want? I want Torah. That's what I desire. He davens his head off. He has 150 IQ. Smarter than nothing, yo. Right? His parents want nothing more than learn. He married a girl who's behind him. All that. Ah. And then he opens a Gemara. Two minutes later, needs to get a coffee. Five minutes later, he checks his email. 20 minutes later, he's checking his WhatsApp. And even if he's not that bad, that all over the place, there's there's focus and there's focus. He has such a hard time just like calming down and letting the Gemara, letting the Pasuk, letting them see the Sharm, letting the Chesidus just just stay here. Just be here. He's all over the place, right? So you have all over the place that he's getting up all the time. And you have all over the place that he's that he's in his head. He's not really, he doesn't get up, but he's not there. He's not, he's not digging in, he's not focused, he's not staying with it, sitting it out. Now imagine someone else who doesn't have all of those qualities. He doesn't have 150 IQ. He has 115 IQ, which is also not bad. He has less rutsum. He's at odds with his parents. But when he sits and learns, he's zoned in. He's going to get more. He's going to get further than that other person. I think it's obvious. He's just, he is. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Sometimes um, no one should take this the wrong way. But I think what I'm saying is an important fact. Aga. You know, sometimes I say, you know, this this Gato wasn't so brilliant. You know, he just had enormous asmada. And therefore, it's a proof that someone else, I would say, you know, it's not necessarily a proof. You have to realize that Kasmat is a, is a gift also. It's a talent. It's, it's a big talent to sit 13, 14 hours and learn. It's not like, uh, you know, okay, he's, he's, there were Gadol who weren't brilliant, but, it, but some of them had an enormous other talent called being able to sit, etc. You know, maybe they get more reward. But, so you have to know sometimes it's, it's, you know, it's not always fair what people say, like, this Gadol wasn't a genius, but he was... You know, but he had this other incredible talent of being able to sit nonstop with absolute focus. That's a, that that's a talent. That's that's a that's a gift. Some of them. Some of them. Now you have someone else. You could say like this: This guy wasn't that smart, and he didn't have the mazichvay, and he and he broke himself. And he, oh, okay. Now you have a right. But then now that guy sometimes he has the greatest ruts in the world. So you know, you always have to know who can who who has it. Okay. So 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 now we understand. I think a little bit. When we explain this is why it's a floor of its own. Well, let's start with why it's a mida, right? I don't want to push too much my agenda, right? It's a Mida. This Mida of Yishuv is so needed for, 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 for Kinyani Torah. It's such a Kinyan Torah. If you don't have Yishuv, then everything else is working. All the ducks are lined up. But you can't learn. And it's, it's terrible. Now, I was wondering, why not list it with Simcha Nanava? Right? If it is a Mida, why not list it with Simcha Nanava? So I was thinking like this. Maybe those are more, we could, we could and there is, again, and that's, that's not a question in the regular thing, right? If we just define the Midah on its own, but in my world, I'm trying to make this whole floor thing. So, right, those, other, those are also Midahs. So I think like it could be those are 
those are active midos that a person has or doesn't have. You have simcha, you have a nava, you have humility, you don't have humility, you have somebody you don't have humility. Here it's more like the lack of the negative. You know, it's 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 a different type of mida. Uh, I have to I have to I have to teach myself to be with simcha. Now, or even I'm naturally like that, but it's something it's something like added to the person as a simcha. It's something positive. And another is a certain positive outside. Here, Yishuv is more maybe like the lack of the negative of being all over the place. So that's maybe why it's separate than that because it's a different type of Mida. You could also say it's it's just more na- like a natural Kenyan than, than, than those things. Um, okay, I don't I don't want to push the point so much, but I think I think if you think about Anava and Simcha as opposed to Yishuv, you can hear maybe why they're, they're different types of things. You know, I think, I think it's a different type of thing. Okay, now there are many levels to this, to this Yishuv. I read one of the people closest to Rebchaim Kanievsky, I think it was Druk. He uh, famously, sad to say, infamously, uh, I, don't, I don't know what the right way to say it is, but he had a heart attack about the same time Rebchaim was Nifter. He, he lived, and he's, I've read an interview of his post that, so I think he's doing well. very as many swarm. Anyway, so he, I read an interview of his one time, and he said that he was close to Rebchaim Kanievsky, but another god he was very close to was named Michael Feinstein, the brisker of son-in-law. Uh, famous Rosh Shiva in Nebrak. Actually, my grandfather-in-law was very close with Rav uh, Shimon Rum. They were Chaveirim and Amir. I think they'd both been in Shanghai together. Remichel Feinstein, everybody knows Remichel Feinstein. So he said that Remichel, like, he had an uncanny ability just, like, to zone in and totally, totally, totally focus on whatever topic was at hand. Like, you know? So... So when we think about this, just the, the Madre Goat here, there's like being all over the place, you know, just can't settle down. His, his head is all over the place on the one side. And then you have like the Michael Feinstein model on the other side. Now, I'm speaking about focus, but Yishev really means something slightly different than focus. I think it's something which I would say more, it's like what allows you to be focused, right? It's the mental calmness. It's the composure under a cat. A, a, it's a composure. By the way, it's the balanced thinking. By the way, you have this in sports also, right? I remember I had a friend, a friend on the Uden. He was a big basketball player. They said he had like ice in his veins, you know? And you see the best players know how to stay calm in the most difficult situations. And that's really, when you know, what, like, one of the, what's one of the things that separates, it's not exactly issue, but it's a similar type of thing. It's just, it's that mental calmness. And it is, you don't imagine that, but, you know, I, I, I like sports and I like to hear about, great people in sports and what makes them great. I, I was listening to one person speaking about another one time. He says he was, he's always quiet. You know, he meant, he meant this. And he was so dangerous because of that. Cause like he couldn't move him and other players, you know, you can get at them, you know, and they're, they'll, they play mental games. Players are players play mental games with each other all the time to undo their balance and undo their things. So you don't realize, you know, we just look at them. They're a bunch of jocks running around at the higher levels. It's not just that it's, it's really a very, very, very mental game. Obviously, you have to be extremely talented and trained to get to the mental game. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to walk out of 54 overweight and say, you know, hey, guys, you know, I'm mentally tough. Let's, you know, can I get a $5 million contract? They're not going to look at me. I, I probably, I'm not, probably not mentally tough enough. But when you talk about mental toughness, kind of around that. That means I'm not going to get moved by a million crowds, million people going crazy in a loud arena and things like that. I'm just going to be Bishop, okay? So if you like the sports martial good, if you don't like it, we'll move on. Now, I have to share something that is just phenomenal. And I'm going to do it in a little bit more of, uh, I share this, um, well, it's not up to the air, but I have a podcast workshop called Shmona So Explained, 
which anybody's welcome to uh, message me how to get information, how to get signed up to. Thank God we have many, many listeners and uh, about 10, 10 minutes a week, 15 minutes a week, five minutes a week sometimes. Anyway, so we were, I was in the bracha of Mal Shinim. We haven't gotten there yet, but I tape ahead of time, et cetera. And it'll be in a few weeks. And I had a question. I'll share the question quickly. So we're talking about someone specific, a malshin, a snitch that's called. Then we say, that's the third thing mentioned, enemies of your nation. Then we say, however you translate Zaydim. But Ramban Agras is those who are like actively coming against us. And then in the middle, we have the whole Arisha Kula and all Risha, all wickedness, right? So it bothered me very much. That's a cloud. So you can have a cloud before a lot of details, or you can have details and then a cloud, but you don't put a cloud in the middle. You don't put a cloud in the middle of Pratim, right? A person would say, like, I love, I love, I love chicken and milk products and steak. That's not an unorganized. I, lo- I love chicken and all milk products and steak. That's an unorganized way to speak, right? When you talk about what you like to eat, it doesn't make a difference. But you would say, I like milk products and I like chicken and, and, and steak. Alhamdulillah. So why are we, why is Mechol Arisha in the middle? And now, let's ask another question. What's Risha? So I always learn the Risha men, Mechol Arisha, all the we- wickedness. And we're saying like this, all wickedness. God, get rid of all wickedness. I'm going against the Malshinim. I'm going against Oyve Amcha. I'm going to listen to this from Ram Ben And it's just, it's it's mind-boggling, really. And it was worth coming to this eighth session, and perhaps it's worth being in this whole VOD to hear, to hear this, because it's something that's so new. I've never heard this idea before, and it really gives perspective, and it's you'll see how it connects back to Yishu, I think. Certainly, it's in the same family as Yishu. Shorish Russia, or Resha, who, Misha Sheket Lu Yuchal, what is the shorish? What's the root of wickedness? Someone who can't be quiet. He can't calm down. Incredible. And I, I've heard this Pasuk before. Unfortunately, I've never studied all of Yishayel, but I've heard this Pasuk, and I, I'll bet some of you have also. And the wicked are like a driven sea. They cannot be quieted. Waters disgorge their mire and mud. Harishayim kiyam nigrash. The wicked are like a driven sea. They cannot rest. And their waters disgorge mire and mud. Right? I always thought that meant that, oh, you know, I don't know, this is the wicked, that's that's what's going to happen to them, or they're so wicked and they're therefore doing all this stuff. But listen to how Rabbi Ramban Now I remind everybody, you always have to know what base measures you're coming from. So with all due respect to everybody, when we read things from the Grub, Iker Talmud of Yerim Dvarim Duyakim, right? They weren't Darshanim. They weren't, you know, they weren't being Malbish things. They were saying exact things, you know, many of them with the Kabbalah from their unfathomable Rebbe, the Grub. But Harishim Enim Roy Betivam. Rishim aren't bad in their nature, right? We have bad A Malik, ooh, he's bad in his nature, right? Ace of Ace of Shobarasi Bolam. We know what bad is, right? Maybe Abi Korsim, maybe Minim. I don't know what. Right? But the Risha, so what's their problem? They just can't calm down. And therefore, and that's what it means that they're like a driven sea. So then a wind comes and shakes up their kinna and, 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 and anything they can't calm down. Now, the kinna is not right. You and I also have kinna. 
right? But imagine someone who's calm and has kina, he can hold it in. But they're ping-ponging all around all the time. This I understand it. Therefore, disgorging garbage. But we're rove awesome because they're so, they're moving all the time. They meet the bad of their friends. I'm not sure exactly what he means, but this is in, by the way, in the Siddur, you can find if you have a Roman Agror, it's in the Siddur Dover Shalom. <laughs> Incredible. What is the problem with the wicked? Now, obviously, we're talking about a certain type of wicked, but we're using the general term wicked. The wicked, you know what their issue is? They're not bad. They're not worse than you and me in Teba, but they can't calm down. They can't take it easy. They're all over the place. Now, let me explain this a little bit. You have a person who's a nastier guy than someone else. You know what? He knows how to shut up. He knows how to be with himself, right? He knows how to, to control himself. He's calm. So he goes to a wedding, and he's thinking nasty things, but he knows how to keep his mouth shut. So he doesn't get into trouble with anybody. Another person is really a nice guy. He also knows how to be a little bit nasty, but you know what? He's ping-ponging all over the place, and he's not with himself, and he's not calm, and he's running into people, and he's saying things, you know, left and right without being different. And then he gets into a fight. And then he has trouble. And then he's Miriam Yad, and he's called a Russia. And then he hits someone, right? One person hates to speak Lashon Hara in Beteva. One person doesn't mind speaking Lashon Hara so much. But you know what? He says, I'm, I, I like keeping quiet. I, I just keep quiet. I, I know how to keep to myself, right? Another person can't ever be quiet, can't just sit with himself. So he's running to people all the time. It's a Pasuk, many, many words, I know we have some women listening. This is especially a challenge for a woman. I, I love, you know, I, I, I appreciate, uh, of course, deeply the, the women. And it's a challenge for them because they do speak more. So as a woman, it's a challenge you know, to speak more careful about Lashon Hara. Because you're, you're talking so much. So it's incredible. I, I, it, Aaron, is this a blow away of Rambam? It's something else. I never heard this idea before, you know? You're, you're, but then when you think about it, I could think many, many examples like that. You know, like, you know, they say an expression, you can be a fool, but you don't have to open up your mouth and let the whole world hear a fool. People, you, know, you, 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 you run into things enough that you're going to get into trouble. You know, live your life in a quiet way. Now, now I, I talk a lot, but I know when to keep my mouth shut also. I hope, at least some of the time, right? Someone who doesn't know how to keep their mouth shut, someone who doesn't know how to, someone who doesn't know how to like leave people be, you know, they're talking. Don't interrupt them at the wedding. They're talking, right? So you're getting it? So that guy just doesn't have a sense about because he doesn't have this inner quiet in him. So he goes over, you know, in that inappropriate way at the wedding. And he's a good guy, but he's going to get into trouble. Someone's going to, and someone's going to snicker at him and he's going to snicker back. And then he's going to get into trouble. That's it. He's ping ponging and he's running into people. And he gets into all types of things. This happens with children a lot. You know, kid, he's a good kid, but he just doesn't know how to, doesn't have that, that social grace kind of. So that that's what I hear here. So, so the, the, the Risha starts not with being bad, and, and I'm adding to Rabbeinu, it could be he's even a better person. He's a better natural person, but he's he's just ru running into things because he doesn't have this inner inner solitude, inner quiet. He can't be by himself, can't just sit and not talk and not be running into things. And then when he's talking and running into things, Mimela, very often, you run into problems.
I say one more. There's a lot more to Markov on this. I hope I've explained it well enough. Uh, I read about uh, Mordechai Leo's yard site as soon. He says he was a master at Shekhet. He was just so quiet in himself. You know, his his uh, Misharis, the person who took care of him, said, in 20 years, he gave me Musar one time. What was the one thing? This person's mother came into the room. She left. And Reb Mordechai said to him, you know, your mother walks in the room, you stand up to your full height. That was the one comment he got from him. He says, you know, in his quiet, I knew I knew how to fix myself. You know, so many things, you know, you like, I'll give you a perfect example with a kid. Like, if you let your child work it out himself and don't be on top of him, he'll work it up. Now you think you're doing good by being on top of him, and now you're gonna make you're gonna make a conflict with him. Now, obviously. We're not saying that and, and Tanu and being active, but together with that, the ability. I'll tell everybody one more example just to, to bring this whole point home. You know, Noah Weinberg was one of the most active people we can think of, active leaders, a historic person. Noah very much liked to be to himself. I remember my friend uh, Jamie Callan, I think I've said this story before, but I always love this imagery that uh, I remember we were in Nove up north and we had a very big Shabbaton we put a lot of money in. And you know, uh, the married guys came, families came, and of course the Bacham came to the yeshiva, and it was, oh, we wanted to make a big, big impression. And everybody, the main person everybody wanted to hear is, of course, Noah Weinberg. We Dafka had uh, some new kolam in the yeshiva then, uh, just an Elo, or his islands kol was just then, uh, some very yeshivish guys in the kol. It was a whole thing. And the man that people wanted to hear was Noah Yisrael, Noah Weinberg, for sure, is that so? No question about it. And, uh, and my friend Jamie Callan's Noah's grandchildren were there, so his grandchildren were going in to his room, and Jamie Callan's child was also there. I don't remember how long ago. This was probably 15, 20 years ago. And uh, so Jamie said, what was what was the Rashiva doing? What was Noah doing? He said he, he was eating watermelon and learning Mishil Hashem. And I always love that image. Like, outside are 300 people, 200 people that want to see you. And he's inside eating watermelon and learning Mishil Hashem. He came to Shurim, he did his thing. But and and I and I called to the people in Chinuch and to myself, and I, make sure that you don't lose it, that you can't just be a normal person. Close your mouth, listen to your wife, listen to your kids, listen to your mother-in-law. I don't want to go too far, but listen to your father-in-law. Like just you don't have to always talk, you don't have to be the star of the show, you don't have to be in the middle, you can be quiet, you can just be a, a regular guy. But deeper, you can just live with yourself. You can just live with Yishev. And when you when you always have to be the center, even though, of course, you're starting out L'Shem Shemayim because you have so much to say, blah, blah, blah. But you, at a certain point, you lose it as a person. And you're not you're not just like, you're not just a happy, healthy guy. And that, that's what I saw from Noach at the same time. And I think this is something, by the way, you saw in Ogdol. I can't, I can't tell you what I saw, but Revolve when I used to see him on Shabbos. The picture of Menuchas Nefesh, the picture of Yishev Adas, the picture of Kam. And there are people in the eye of the storm, but they keep their cool. So in all things. So so I think everybody sees why I brought that. I'm not saying what that that Rubavram Benagra's point about Rishas is the same as Yeshua, but it's certainly connected. By the way, that's why I think the question I started with, that's why it's not difficult, because now it's also going to be a detail, right? We asked Lumaushinim, Oyveam Khazadim are all details, and Rishas something more general, but according to the way that Rubavram Benagra is learning, it doesn't seem to be like the general point of Rish, it seems to be this point of Resha of of the person who can't shek lo yuchal, the person who can't be quiet, the person who has no yushav, how it gets to that. Okay, so I thought that was tremendous that I happened to see these 
uh, Meyer McComas around the time I was dealing with Yishev. And I think if 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 what Ravram Ben Agra is saying is not the exact opposite of Yishev, it's certainly in the same family. And I think we've given a picture. So so that's that. Now I know we've gone past time already, but last week, by the way, next week we probably won't have a vibe because I'll be traveling. So I'm going to go a little bit longer now. Give me another five minutes. Um, we have to take a shot at smartphones. Now, you know, people probably think that I take a shot at smartphones and I don't like them. I think the reason I take shots at smartphones is because so often I find that what I'm talking about is that they're they're hitting these things. <laughs> you know, so it's just like I don't know if I mean to. I don't. I don't know if I have an agenda. I think it just comes out because because it's so there. And I feel like I feel Aaron not mentioning it, right? So here they destroy your yeshiv so much. A person sits down to think and to focus and to be with himself and to have composed thought, all those nice ideas, not to be that Russia Kiyam Negrash, to be a quiet person, to be by himself, to think about something, to experience Shabbos, experience a relationship, to just take in, smell the coffee, smell the flowers, drink the coffee, bing, bing, Got to check this, got to check that, got to check this, got to check that. New sites, you know, barming on really, you know, bad stuff. But but just like, is that really what you want to be? Like, just, it makes you into the Yamnig rush. You don't feel that restless sea. It's such a fight for us. Rebub Ram Benagro was right before technology. It's such a fight for us to be with ourselves today on our own. We know so much and there's so much news, so much negative things just, and now you want bing, 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 bing. Turn it off. Turn it off. You want to sit and learn. Like, you know, you tell your wife, I'll be, I'll be, I'll come out in 45 minutes. It's not, no one's good. It's okay. It's your humanity. Your humanity is more important than answering someone's question. You're a human being. You deserve it. You would never say to a never say to a surgeon that he should answer all the time. Why are you answering your phone all the time? People can wait. You know, Sivan Rav Mayer, very famous uh figure here in Israel. In America, also Balas Chuba, who's uh, who's a um, uh, uh, she's a news anchor, a very uh, very very important woman. She gives, has Ashbon thousands, not tens of thousands of people. So she, one of my daughters, told me she writes that someone had literally had asked her a question. So now one of her friends, you know, one of her thousands of listeners said, "What's after about something at two thirty a.m. a.m. and at five thirty a.m. she sent her three Question marks like why haven't you answered yet? People are crazy. <laughs> so, but but what I want what I want everybody to see is is in terms of the Yisha wanting to be Yisha person. That means you have to get a, a handle on where this is in your life. Then you have to know how to put on the. See, my airplane mode is on. Airplane mode. It's okay. I'll get back to people. I don't want anybody. But it's my humanity. It's my Yishu. And we see how important that is in learning, right? And in all the time. You're with your wife. The phone can wait. You're with your child. The phone can wait. You're with your self. The phone can wait. You're with your God. The phone can wait. And we have to, we have to fight this. Now, so like so many things, that's why I just find so many things when I talk about relationships, I'm going to take a knock at, at, at phones and or Kedusha or concentration or living in your own world or getting work done. Okay, so let's just talk about Lemaisa. Where do we go with all this, right? So, and let's bring it back to, to learning specifically. 
I want everybody to think over the week. What in the, is there in my life which hurts my issue, right? What, what, what challenges do you have? What challenge do I have? After we define this Mida, and it's pretty high up there in the Midas, it's nothing less than one of the 48, no matter how we define it, right? Yishu, we're working on this now. Yishu Vadas, composed thinking, mental composure, mental calm, mental quiet, equanimity, all these words. How do, what, what challenge is that in me? Is it that I have anxiety about things? Am I anxious about things? Is it the phone? Is it my relationships? Is it that I don't know how to say no to people? Like, what, what, what can we do? What, what, what are our challenges in Yishu? Try to identify three things or situations which make this media challenging for you, okay? Part one. Part two, every day try to learn for 15 minutes, for 15 minutes in a row daily with total focus. See how you do. Now you say, what do you mean? I learned for an hour. Yeah. But do you learn with total focus? Do you learn, do you learn with Yishev Adas? Are you learning with calm? Am I really calm and focused? Am I zoned in, calm and focused when I learn? And try to do it for 15 minutes. Now, I was very happy when I thought about these two cabals because I think they work nicely together, right? As one really touched on self-awareness, the first thing, what are three challenges to my Yishuv that I have in my life, right? To learning with Yishuv. What are three challenges I have to learning with Yishuv in my life? And that, by thinking about that, we gain some self-knowledge. And the 15 minutes start does two things. One, it starts to train us in more having more Yishuv and also gives us more self-awareness because you might find that, oh my gosh, like, I see how challenging this is. Like, I, I, I really cannot, I can't do this anymore, right? And maybe it's going to be a rude, rude awakening. Now, rude awakening is a good awakening because all it gives us is self-knowledge, and then we'll be ready to go through, forward as we learn more about ourselves, okay? So, Baruch Hashem, I'm super excited that we touched on this. Um, as I said, Menestam, there won't be about next week. We'll be back in, in two weeks to deal with the seventh floor. Uh, and uh, I wish everybody... Much uh, luck and this really central idea with learning this yishuv. And if we don't have it, to me, and now you understand, it's a floor on its own, because without it, it's really hard to accomplish anything in learning. And with it, the sky's the limit. Okay, hatzlacha, everybody. Byron. Shkoyach.